Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. started. This is the first podcast of the Uncensored Truth. I'm your host, Mike Jacobson, and I'm joined by my longtime friend and host of Voice with People USA Radio podcast, Daniel Squirglio. Daniel, say hi. Hey, Mike. How you doing, man? Congrats on your first show. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Always always interesting how when we start these new shows, there's always something to, to begin with that's a little bit of a technical issue, but fortunately, we got this one worked yeah. out. Yeah, well, kind of worked out, but hey, <laughs> that's nothing new. Uh, blog talk is always fun with these things. Anyway, it's, as I it's promised, the same, gonna... it's the same thing again. Sorry, yeah. sorry, my son. It's the same right, thing. Don't again. worry about it. First show, right, you're go always going to have little glitches and uh, little problems getting things going. For those of us who are listening, um, bear in mind this is our first first crack at this one, so uh, we're a little bit off or anything. It'll get better with time. Just uh, just give us a little bit of latitude with this one. We'll start things off by talking about the Ahmad Aubrey shooting that happened in Georgia a couple uh, back in February, I believe. And uh, media fervor about um, basically the, the racist America, and that's the only thing that this shooting was uh, involved with, was uh, nothing but racism. Now, uh, I'll be flat out honest. My first take on this was to be a little bit outraged when I saw that video. I was like, to me, it just looked like a flat-out murder. And then I, when I delved more into the details about it, oh, as with everything, the more more details you learn, you can always change your opinion. And in my case, I, I'm not convinced it's murder, but I'm totally convinced this wasn't just because they saw a black guy running around inside they're going to shoot him. So I don't think that they this was a case of murder for jogging while black or anything to that effect, which is what a lot of the, uh, the media outlets are trying to push us as. Um, if you watch the video, which I have many times, unfortunately, um, the only glimpse you get is a, ca- a cell phone footage, which is uh, Aubrey is approaching the, the white pickup truck, goes around to the front, and apparently charges after the gentleman who looked like he was trying to qu- ask questions. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation about um, if was he armed or anything like that. From everything I can see, no, I do not believe the guy was armed with a hammer. Dan, did you see anything that looked like uh, Aubrey was armed when he, was, when he charged after him? From the multiple viewings of the video, no. I didn't see anything. I mean, you know, that does obviously come into question. You don't charge at somebody. 
<laughs> regardless, you know, right. especially if they are armed. But no, I did not see him with weapon until. Right. And that's one of the points I want to make here. With what I'm doing with this uh, podcast is I'm trying to present what I can tell by, by observation. I'm, I'm not trying to provide this as factual evidence because um, we're not in court of law. I'm basically going to give you what I've found regarding this case, trying to give my opinions on certain parts of it. And uh, I'm also going to talk about some of the uh, rumors that are circulating this whole event and try and dispel some of them if I can. So what I like, I said, I like to start with um, the first question I have about this whole thing is a gentleman who filmed this, filmed this whole thing. My, this, that's actually the first thing that came to mind when I saw this. It's like, wait a minute, how does this person know to even be filming this on his cell phone? I mean, it, it seems like a random, random thing to happen. The person who filmed it is na- a man named uh, William Bryan. He's actually uh, being being interviewed by police, actually being investigated by police as far as you know how how he came about creating this video. Um, I can only speculate as to what the motive behind this was. I mean, did this guy know ahead of time that something was going to happen? Did Aubrey say, hey, look, I'm going to come up to these guys and go after them? Or did the guys tell him, hey, you want to record this because we're going to do something to this guy? I mean, I, I tend to think that the odds of this being a random chance are slim to none. And uh, it, it, it was the, the f- very first question I had when I saw the whole the video. Um, Dan, do you have any opinion on that? I... <laughs> You know, we can go down so many rabbit holes with this, and I, yeah. I think that with any of these shootings and any of these events that have happened throughout the years, really, it's just it's always magical and mystical to me how there always happens to be somebody somewhere recording something. Instead of doing something, instead of calling for help, instead of whatever, they're always perfectly positioned to, you know, fantastically capture everything that needs to be captured on a live stream on Facebook or on their cell phone video or, or Periscope or whatever it may be. And, you know, who are we to speculate? But as you know, the fact that we question everything, that definitely has to be one of the questions that any logical person would have is the why and the how, you know, what, why is this person just randomly recording all this? Why, for what purpose, you know, what, what's the likelihood? What are the odds? You know, and it's it's a disturbing trend. It really is a disturbing trend. And I don't I don't think we'll ever have the true answers, obviously. And it could very well just be coincidental, but I find it very hard to believe. Yeah, there's there's definitely some more questions that need to be answered before I hate to say it, before I can even accept that this video is, you know, the gospel truth. I mean the one yep. thing that I wonder is what kind of a cell phone did he, did he record this on? That the images that are that this thing recorded are pretty darn grainy. I mean I don't exactly have yeah. a great cell phone, but I can get better video than that. And my cell phone was one of those cheap is one of these cheap Walmart ones that I can pick up for less than a hundred bucks. So I really have to wonder what you know the what the intent of this guy recording it at such an opportune time. And I mean, why is it, why is the footage so horribly? I mean, you can barely make out people's images, let alone you know whether or not the guy was armed or anything like that. And uh, it leaves you with more questions than answers, I think. And uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like a burner. I mean, that that's what I would imagine a burner phone, a throwaway phone would look like if it was recording video, you know, one of those one of those even cheaper we're talking gas station or dollar store, you know, cell phone purchases that you use for a, a particular reason and right. then get rid of it. Well, the you other thing I wonder but... is that, you know, if he if he knew from the 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 gentlemen that were the McMichael family, if they, if he knew from them what they were going to do. Why would they want him recording if they were planning on murdering this guy? That doesn't make sense to exactly. me. 
And no, why would that, Aubrey? That, that's a lost narrative, right? And why why would Aubrey do do this? Why why would he say, "Hey, record this. I'm going to go after two armed guys." That that makes no sense either. I mean, so there's definitely more to this than we know. And again, running with the media media narrative of this was just because they chose to go after a black guy for run, jogging around in their neighborhood. None of that adds up to me. It makes zero sense. I actually had a a, view, a view, long-time viewer of my uh, page ask me the question, well, why did it take so long for them to press charges against these guys? Um, the best answer I can come up with for that one is I, re- I recall reading that they didn't have access to the cell phone video for it took them about a month to get their hands on it or something that, for it to come to light. And once they did, that's pretty much when it was leaked and that's when they pressed the charges. I would assume before that it was pretty much the two guys' word versus, unfortunately, the victim's word. And the guy... The uh, older man's a retired police officer, and you know, in this day and age, police officers' words still carry more weight than any civilian will. Period. And bar done. And uh, I, I kind of think that's what that was a case of. Um, do you have any input onto that? Do you have any are you familiar at all with the uh, investigative process, how that works, or is that not really your field of expertise? The investigative process, really, the way it breaks down and disclosure of evidence and the the findings, if you will, and through discovery, it really ranges per state. So I can't speak to how it is in Georgia or how it is, you know, I, I I don't know the state specifications as to why. So I would lean more towards what you said with that, but it's still questionable at best because even the slowest and worst areas, usually due process goes a little bit quicker. So it's, even the discovery process goes quicker than that. So I, that was one of the red flags that immediately popped up with me. But again, I can't speak to state specific guidelines and what each particular state is with their, you know, with how they handle it. So I don't want to speak out of turn and be incorrect with that. But okay, fair it's enough. a little suspect. And for those who are wondering, uh, Dan, while also being host of the Voice of the People podcast, has many, many years of experience in the security field. So when I ask him these questions regarding security procedures and that, he does know what he's talking about. He spent most of his, I think, most of your lifetime in the doing security work, correct? Oh, yeah. This this whole, <laughs> the whole realm of, uh, you name it, security, law, you know, everything right. else in between. I've pretty much done it forever. So right, at, right out of high school. Yeah. Well, as I've been saying, um, another one of the questions that I had right when I saw this video was how the media was running with, you know, basically the whole racist agenda was being pushed down everyone's throat without any real thought to um, what actually happened here. I normally you see something like this. They ask more questions than just, oh, they shot him because he was black. They shot him because he was black. And uh, it's, it's really a disservice to not only the black community, but to everyone that the media is doing this. I mean, they're basically... It's kind of like how Me Too was being was uh, used as a political, uh, political weapon, and then pretty much discarded after that by the politicians. It seems like this is going to be the same thing. They're basically pushing racial tension on the people almost as a political move, and uh, it, it really hurts to see people getting used by like this. I mean, you know, you, right now that the, the Democrat, liberals are doing it, but uh, you know, conservatives do it also from time to time. But right now, it's definitely the liberals running with this. Um, we have uh, the mayor of Atlanta, trying to pick up her name real quick, Keisha Bottoms, is basically saying that this whole this whole shooting should be laid at the, laid at the doorstep of the White House 
and basically Donald Trump empowered these people to go ahead and shoot this man. I don't know what kind of drugs you have to be on to come to that conclusion, <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> it seems like a very far step, and it's really just I, it, it's really just racial tension pander profiling here, and as far as what they're doing, I mean they're they're trying to get, use words like lynching to make a sense of rage yes. in a community to get people not think about what actually happened, to not one wonder about these. They're like, oh, they're killing a black man. They're racism, racism, and you know all rational thought gets thrown out when you use buzzwords like that. And that's what they're doing. It's basically trigger words to get people to ignore facts and follow their narrative. And I, and I know, Dan, you, you probably definitely want to comment about the aspect of trying to lay this all at Trump's doorstep. What do you, what do you think about that? I think it shows the slowdown in the consciousness of the American people that you would think after so long that we'd be numb to this. And it's the same thing you said with regards to me too. It's, me too was a campaign done that if anything hurt real victims of sexual assault and sexual violence and whatever the case is, it did more damage to them than good. And this is the same situation when a sick scumbag actually does something that is a race or hate crime because they do happen. Sorry to, to break everybody's heart here. It doesn't happen every single day. Like they want you to believe, but when something does happen now, it's lost in the shuffle because everything is considered a hate crime or done intentionally or ordered by the White House. I mean, this narrative switched and this narrative came about right along the same time they were saying that, you know, when they were coming at the White House for what are you going to do because COVID-19 is disproportionately affecting the African-American community. So they needed a switch narrative. They needed a switch tactics. And this just so happened because the security officer situation in Michigan didn't play out well enough for them. So they had their next buzzworthy story to roll out. And it's, it's weak. It's sad. It's tired and it's old, but they keep doing it because people keep getting offended and allow themselves to be fooled and stooped to the level. And that's the saddest part. You know, if, if we had more people in the African-American community, that said, stop, stop trying to do this. Stop using us as a, stereo, a stereotype. Stop labeling everything buzz, you know, buzzword worthy. You know, again, when I heard lynching, I just, you know, I laughed. Like, I didn't see the, the gentleman was hung or strung up, okay? So right there, they're just, they're just trying to contort past atrocities and just change it, change the definition, change the meaning, try to get a community galvanized and, and their anger and being upset. And, you know, and again, if we want to really break it down politically and statistically, it's because love or hate, President Trump has a disproportionately higher support in the African-American community than any Republican president in modern history. And they need to use this as another tool and a vessel to try to win in November. So... Unfortunately, people will be used as pawns, and tragedies will be used as pawns, and this is what happens. Now, that's a good point, and it's really sad that the media has to manipulate people this way, especially when we all – I think we all are trying to get to more, more of a point of racial harmony of, an, of us all getting along. It almost seems like the biggest obstacle, in my opinion, is the media trying to play black versus white, uh, white versus Hispanic. I mean, they're, they're basically playing the yes. let's divide and conquer game and keeping us all apart rather than doing what most of us want, which I think is we well, all come together. I mean, I, 
I've never been I mean, one to look at somebody and say, I don't like this person just because they're black. I, it, it never occurred to me. Well, I, I mean, no. when I was younger, I mean, we all have to admit there. Sometimes we, we have thoughts we shouldn't have, you know, and try and be better deals? people. But we, we oh, get pushed sorry. by the media to, to keep things going. And uh, it, it's, it's odd how they pay lip service to us all getting along while they do their best to make sure that we don't get along. And that's, I think, what the role of the media is at this point. Keep us at each other's throats. It's disgusting. It's a it's a divisionary tactic, and it's been used to death. I mean, you know, this is this is how they gain. And I, again, I got to throw it too, and then I'll I'll move off of it. But you know, the president put out a very good tweet yesterday, and something that was very, very truthful. And he said, "Let it be known that this November, I'm not running against one percent Joe Biden, meaning his last level of support and the last time he ran for president." He said, "Let there be no mistake that I'm not running against Joe Biden." I'm running against an establishment, and I'm running against the mainstream media. That's the real enemy. And you cannot look at everything that's happened and say that he's incorrect in that statement. And these are perfect examples of exactly what it is. And it's, it's sad. You know, they, they, they need division. They need hate. They need to foster it. They need to cultivate it. And they need to own it. You know, and again, I, I'm not a fan of either political party, but just the you know the the hypocrisy of the left in general trying to be this all loving all encompassing we want all racial harmony party when their history doesn't speak to that but they try to contort history they try to do revisionist history and it works to their advantage sadly and every time you think people are woke, woken up to it or woke to it sadly things like this happen and they fall right back in that same that same little uh neat spot where they're supposed to be controlled and enslaved to a media establishment. You know, the fourth branch of government and the cycle of life slash hate division and, you know, chaos continues. And it's disgusting. Well, you, can always, you can always see examples of uh, media trying to push one thing and then totally ignoring it later. I mean, you, you brought up Biden. I mean, the whole accusations against uh, the nominee elect Joe Biden are, as far as basically equal to the same things that were going on with Brett Kavanaugh not too long ago, the media was mm-hmm. all over one and co- almost completely ignored the other, made excuses for the other. It, if that yep. does not show you the level of hypocrisy that the media has and how they're trying to control you, I don't know what will. There's other examples, but like, um, oh, God, I wish I could remember the kid's name. You remember a while back uh, on, for the one parade where the kids, you know, the kid wearing the MAGA hat and he was a man. Yeah, Nick Sandman, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was approached by a Native American, and all you saw was the videos of this kid looking all smug right in this guy's face like this kid had, had made this con- confrontation happen, when in fact, that it was the exact opposite. Now, how much of the, the actual truth of the media present once all the facts were known? Very little. Again, it's another clear-cut case of them manipulating you to get you to hate something without presenting the truth. Of course. Of course. And that's why... You know, and, and don't mind me with shamelessly plugging your stuff here, but that's why <laughs> a show like this or a website like theuncensoredtruth.net or the show, The Uncensored Truth, is important because this is going to be a place, and just like your website has been a place for years, where you get an unfiltered look. You know, there's not a bias there. It's down the middle, and so many can claim to be that, but even those who claim to be, they have a bias and they have a tint and they have a leaning. 
so that's why this is important to have. You know, this this vessel needs to be out there. You know what I mean? There there needs to be something more. And that's the importance behind what you do, what you've done on your site for years, and what now you're bringing to the airways, because there needs to be a better job done. And if the media is going to fail to do it, then it's up to people like us to do it for them. Bottom line. Well, there's a massive push for, you know, citizen journalists. And I don't particularly consider myself one. I consider myself a citizen. I don't know how much of a journalist I am, but uh, I try my best. And I, I appreciate the plug for my site. TheUncensoredTruth.net, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. definitely appreciate the support with this. Uh, it's going to be a little, little bit rough to fill two hours today. I think I'm a little bit nervous doing this show for some reason, but I'll, I'll try my best, folks. I know I'm probably sounding a little <laughs> bit phased, and I got to admit that I am a little bit. First show jitters. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to have the jitters, man. You're good. That's Especially, all right. you know, you don't get the pass on that, my friend. You don't get that pass. You're you're an OG in this world. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> first time, All right, well, let's, first let's time doing your own. Yeah. High in here. All right. Um, the one thing, uh-huh. the one question I really did want to ask you was: now, watching the initial video where he's passing the uh, the vehicle, the the pickup truck, and he, it does appear that he charges. Oh God, let me get the guy's name right. Did George Mike McMichael? believe it is all right yeah for right now i'm just gonna say i, I know his last name is mcmichael i have it written down here but i can't of course i can't find my notes for, in the proper order bear with me for one second do 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 at least gregory michael i'm sorry okay so gregory michael now he's a retired police officer he would know all about how to approach a person like this in your mm-hmm. experience if you were in that situation would you have handled it any different or i mean how what are what are the laws? I mean, you may not know specific laws, but uh, as far as what you can and can't do now, if he's no longer a police officer, does he even have the right to make this guy stop and answer questions or even approach him in a, you know, in, a, in a matter such as he did, which is basically standing there armed. I could see his hand up like he was trying to talk to him before he got charged. Is mm-hmm. that even allowed? It's, it's a slippery slope there because obviously – Retired law enforcement or not, if you have reasonable suspicion, I mean, really any citizen has the right, you know, if you're witnessing a felony take place. So Mm -hmm. my first question with that would be, what did he actually witness versus what we've seen? But does he have the right to do it? It's a matter of opinion. Technically speaking, did he approach correctly? Yes. Did he address correctly? Yes. Did he follow all the steps that we would learn in police academy, that we would learn, you know, state police academy? Yes, he did. He handled it the way he would have been taught to handle it. Now, that's also if you're active duty, you know, there's there's a difference there. So retired, you know, once law enforcement, always law enforcement. But regardless, you have now fallen into the rank of citizen. So. What prompted him to do it? That's the question. That's the question. That's what we, that's what I can't speak to, but for the formalities, for the technicalities of it, did he handle himself appropriately? Yes, he did. Okay. That's that, the that, best that, answer I could give you. The most honest that, answer. That's, that's good enough. Cause I, I honestly wasn't sure if he was able to do, you know, by law, if he's allowed to do what he could did or not. I mean, if, if his initial act was illegal, that raises a lot more questions about that whole situation unfolding. 
Um, the Correct. one question that the one thing that also comes to my mind is now you have two armed men. Now I would wonder why he charged them if there was something said that might have you know maybe he dropped the n word on the guy. I hope not for for his sake. And the guy got enraged and charged after him and wound up getting shot. But either way, two armed men. When he charges after the other, when you think of the other guys, other re- would have any other reaction than opening fire on him when he's right next to his father. Something Correct. about that, I mean, it, it's it's just odd. I mean, it's, I don't know about you. I have a shotgun in my home, and if someone came at me with one, if I didn't want to resort to shooting them, a shotgun makes a pretty good defensive weapon just as a basic club. It hurts to get hit by it. It would probably put mm-hmm. a person down with one good shot. Why wasn't that done? I mean, it, it, was it just a panic reaction, do you think, or – it training comes into play and also i mean again you're falling into a different realm there where when you're trained law enforcement when you pull your gun you had best have the intention of using it mm-hmm. it's not done as a scare tactic it's not done as a diversionary tactic with with the levels of force you know i could get really technical here but on a duty belt you know you have some, some departments have their stun guns, they have your OC, you have your retractable baton, and your last line of defense is obviously your firearm. When right. in a situation where you pull your firearm, you are not to assault somebody with your firearm, you are not to shoot to wound somebody with your firearm. In that event, it's done as a control situation where you're controlling the elements of the event in taking place in real time. And then hopefully person taken into custody, holster your weapon. If that person charges at you and you hit them with it, you're now going to be sued for millions and millions of dollars. If you shoot them and do not kill them, you're going to be sued for millions and millions of dollars. And either way, you're going to go to jail. So if clear and present danger exists, Regardless of how it's viewed from the outside, once weapon is drawn, I, I hate to say this, and it's a little bit of insider info here, but no, your honor, I did not shoot to kill. No, your honor, I did not shoot to wound. I shot to stop the action. That's the appropriate, appropriate terminology that you're supposed to use in the court of law when in that situation. And again, stop the action common sense. So a little public service announcement that I'll put out there to anybody who may be listening, no matter how, how wrong, how incensed, how, whatever the situation may be, if you're ever held at gunpoint, do not charge the people with a gun. Do not approach the people with a gun. Stay still, sit down, do whatever you can, no matter how, how incensed you may be, no matter how wrong or right it may be, you want to de-escalate the situation at all costs. That's, that's my best public service announcement I could give to anybody out there. And I've heard other people say that on the news, you know, even the ones that are saying this is all racially whatever. But again, you know, if it's in this situation, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's, there's common sense there. Oh, that, that, yeah, that is common sense. I mean, when someone's got a gun on you and you don't have a gun, you're already at a huge disadvantage. Don't try exactly. and make things work for yourself at that point. And you have to real, be aware so, of your surroundings and what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, from the flip side of that, from the, the law and order side of that, if you will, I mean, again, to look at it clear-cut, 
down the middle, you know, a, a no BS assessment, they did what they would have been trained to do. And that's not me taking a side here. I'm just giving the, the honest arbitrator, if you will. That's exactly what should have happened, unfortunately. No matter how the public may view it in that situation, what happened, sadly, is nine times out of ten, what will happen. And just to make this clear, because I can already get the some intention of outrage from people listening at home, no, he did not deserve to be killed for even for any for being a suspect. Definitely, no way, shape, or form did he deserve to be killed. I mean, it's I'm rather upset just by the shooting in its own right. Beyond racial anything, a guy who's jogging who apparently went onto a property that wasn't his. But either way, just because you're a suspect, I mean. You don't need to kill. You don't need to shoot someone for it. You don't need to get in a fight where you're, you know, for your life, over something like that. I mean, if it were me and I was in the situation, I would have just taken as many details as I could. I would have called the police, let them handle it. I mean, for something as petty as burglary, you do not. I don't think you need to go and stop a person armed, and because this is exactly what can happen. I mean, if your whole, if you want to be like Mr. Vigilante Justice Warrior and make a name for yourself. This is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to wind up getting in a situation where someone's going to get killed. You're going to get yourself in jail because I don't. I believe 100% of these guys should be in jail right now. I think this. I personally think the situation could have been resolved a lot easier and a lot smarter than what happened. I mean, take, take details, record events, let the professionals handle it. Don't take the law into your own hands. The only time I say that you should take the law in your hands is if you see someone that's in immediate danger and you need to help them to protect their life. They need to do something, but for something like burglary, where you only suspect a person of it, this whole situation should have never happened. It's it's wrong on every end, and that's and I'm happy you clarified because again, you know I'm giving you the the no BS assessment, knowing both sides of you know the situation here from an outsider perspective. You know from what training they would have had to the situation to the environment, everything else, but. At the end of the day, it's not like I'm sitting here going, rah, rah, you know, good job, and, you know, law enforcement is always right. Not at all. Not even right. close. And, you know, no matter what, I mean, how, no matter how disgusted we might be with the media spin and what they're trying to contort it into and make it into, nobody deserves to lose their life. And it's something that's so easily prevented. And it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a travesty, honestly. And, I agree with this. Yeah. I mean, I, we keep talking about, you know, what, what, what happened as far as the procedures and that. And, uh, you know, if we take it, basically, I think the, the, the guys who shot him are clearly in the wrong. It's not a, I don't think it's a racial issue, but these guys made a huge mistake and they deserve to pay for that, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, um, Mike, I'm, not quick, legal I'm sorry. Hang what? on. Um, you have a caller. Do you want to call her online? Um, sure. Let's go. Let's go ahead and take a caller. Okay. Let's yes. see. Caller, one 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 Skype number. You are on the line. Yes. Hi. How are you, everyone? This is uh, uh, Brother Mike. How are you today? Doing good. How about yourself? Fine. Thank you. Uh, regarding Ahmad Arbery shooting, uh, is just crisis into crisis. I mean, it's a clean and cut. I mean, there is no uh, or either, you know, case. 
Number one, we have a president of uh, United States, Donald J. Trump, which he mixes. He says, well, we have a videos, but some videos we haven't seen yet. I mean, he is the cause of all this disunity and discord between the people. He is the one who causes everybody killing each other with the name of race, religion, greed in United States of America. And he is, you remember Heather Heider? Heather Heider, she was white too. She was in the demonstration. But uh, what, what we saw, the guy uh, ran over her and other ones, and uh, one killed and nine people injured. Heather Heyer, uh, she was white. She gave her blood for me and you uh, as well, too, as uh, much as other uh, kind of events that have happened since then. I mean, many shootings, many killings happened, you know, because we want race unity in United States of America, but we have the Donald J. Trump, who is fascist, who is. Uh, so we're, we're know, really trying not to go on the whole with uh, politics as far as this show, especially on this subject. Although we do agree with you in that the president really shouldn't be making a bunch of uh, statements regarding, especially an active case such as this. I mean, he could express his brief. Or, you know, his uh, maybe, I won't even say support, but basically let, leave a message for people to know, hey, this is a bad situation, and leave it that. He doesn't need to add any more fuel to the fire that's going on. And, and that part I agree with you. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, well, I wasn't expecting a caller right off the bat. I'm actually glad we got one to start with. Dan, Good did job, I lose you? Mike. Yeah, thank you. No. No. Was that our audio connection, or was it just his phone? Because I was having a very hard time hearing him some, for some other part, too. That's why I kind of cut that one a little bit short as far as talking to him. Was our it audio okay? Or... Skype connection. The audio right. was fine. It might have been just a Skype connection. All right. That's happened sometimes. But it does, he does actually bring up a valid point. Is that I don't think that the president really should be making much statement one way or the other regarding this case. I mean, I know that they're he kind really of well, he made a few things, but I know I can understand part of it in that they're kind of throwing this at his doorstep, especially with the statements by the uh, Atlanta mayor there. So, but, and he uh, initially yeah, condemned it, and he condemned yeah. the two guys. So, it's it's just one of those things where I I really wish the politicians would keep their nose out of this business like this and uh, let the legal system handle it without trying to you know get the court of public opinion involved. And uh, that it's one of the more outrageous things about this whole situation is that the media is making making the situation far worse than I think it is making it better. I agree. I totally agree. But it's done It's done by design, and it will always be done by design. It, it's every, Everything plays into everything else, and when they want to contort and control a narrative, they're going to try to get any type of input or solicit any type of opinion, no matter how right or how wrong. You know, we like to sit there and look at the, oh, well, this was said after this, and this was said after that. The original statement made was a condemnation of the two men who committed the shooting. And right. we, didn't, we always lose sight of that. And again, it's not the place. And bringing up the the uh, situation in Charlottesville, well, I could go on all day about that one, but it's... Right, you know, but we're going to leave that for some, some other time. Neither, and that, that's another it has, it has no... 
very much no precedent. You know, and anytime it, people it, get killed, it's a horrible event. And you know, the way that people want to try and blame one side or the other for these killings, it, it's people killing people, and it, it's just it's really tragic and it disgusts me. I mean, I, I wish we lived in a perfect world where people didn't go around shooting people. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, anytime I see mm-hmm. something like this and people trying to lay lay blame on others who really had nothing to do with it, other than you know, the only people that had something to do with it were the people that were involved. Not some political figure or celebrity figure somewhere else. It's the people that were involved. People make these decisions, mm-hmm. not celebrities, not politicians. And when other people try exactly. to on it and take advantage of it, it sickens me. It really does. Now, to get back on the subject of what we were talking about here, as far as, um, again, like we said before, these guys, I, I'm like, I'm not a legal expert. In my opinion, I think this at least hits the level of manslaughter. I mean, I don't know if you have any, if you want to weigh in on that, as far as uh, the two men who shot the McMichaels. I think this whole case is going to amount to manslaughter. Yes. I can't see them going the route of anything premeditated unless something else is learned through discovery and the process. But, you know, it's, it's an obvious manslaughter case. And, you know, into what degree that remains to be seen, obviously. Yeah, but, I don't yeah, know enough about that, legal laws to tell you to go with degrees of manslaughter, but uh, there's I've, I've seen enough examples of it to think that that's what what's going to happen with this, or at least that's what should happen. I, I tend yeah. to agree. I don't think I don't see any evidence with, with what I have seen. I see no evidence of premeditated murder or anything like that. Then again, if it comes to the point where they told him told this guy to record what they were doing ahead of time, does that then make yeah. it premeditated? Maybe it does. Of course it does. You know, and hey, again, you know, I'm. I, I don't exactly make any uh, excuses for my feelings. You know, if that if that was premeditated, then they both, as far as I'm concerned, I'd go biblical, eye for an eye, you know? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. There's so many questions that are revolving around this case, and, you know, it's it's easy to be an armchair analyst of it like I am, but I'm trying to take in as much information as I can regarding this and at least try and present some of these things to everybody. And I hope others, when they make comments on this, they've they've done some of that work, too. Or at least I encourage them to, because if you don't, then you're basically being manipulated by the media, and you're only taking the information they want you to find out, which is never never well, close to the truth and very hardly the actual facts. Well, what you're doing is what should be done, talking about the situation and posing questions rather than trying to provide answers because nobody's in the position to provide answers or conclusion yet like so many have done already. So right. honestly, you're drawing it back to where it really is and where it should be. So that's the proper way of discussing a situation like this. I was actually throwing back a little bit. We, we got a phone call without even soliciting a phone call. I'm actually kind of, I'm happy that people are tuning in and are interested. Um, for anyone else out there who's interested in giving us, calling into us, number is 515-605-9832. Once again, 515-605-9832. I appreciate the phone call. It's a great, I think it's actually a great way to start the show. Well, not start the show, but to keep the show going along. <laughs> we have a caller. I was like, really? We do? All right. That's why I interrupted you. That's why I figured you would enjoy that. Now, before, before we go back to the subject at hand here, I just want to, I want to ask you and do is something that you've done to me before. Okay. And, put you on the spot what will be the inevitable dedicated day for the uncensored truth live Uh, until i get my work schedule established i really can't give you one right now 
I'm having a feeling. I have a feeling that we're not going to be doing one of these next week until I get back to the regular thing. Uh, unfortunately, my COVID vacation is over. Where I'm just starting to get back to regular work now, so uh, my schedule is going to be up in the air. I'm, I'm looking to do it on Mondays in the afternoon, like four or five in the afternoon my time. But uh, that's mm-hmm. not right in home. But I'm looking to do it on Mondays in the future. Understood. That's what I was thinking. So I just throwing that out there so people know this isn't just a one-off. And for hopefully in the I future, think- I'll have a little bit more to present. I'm running a little bit short on some, some things to talk about, but that's okay. We can keep going with this. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine. This, this, this is a good launch for, again, getting it off the ground for something that you've spoken about for a long time. I'm, I'm proud of the fact that it's finally launched and I think it's great. And obviously it's only going to get better from here, but Hey, when you get an unsolicited caller already on your first episode, that's a, that's a win. So obviously <laughs> there's an interest there. So yeah, that, that's true. Hey. I was actually, I was genuinely surprised when I, you said we had a caller. So be happy about that. That's a, that's a good thing. It's what I told you for a long time. There's a need for it. There's a want for it and it will be successful. So I'm happy that this is going to be part of the episodic pool for the OP radio. I think that's well, well, really interesting. This also is now I released the article regarding the shooting last night. I told you about this a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. Normally I, I don't release articles often over a weekend because you don't get nearly as many views and you don't get the uh, reach nearly as many people, but I released enough that I have a pretty good idea when I release an article, how many views it's going to get, how far the reach is. Normally, if I release something like I did yesterday, by the time I come online today, I have about 150 to 200 people reached, about 50 to 60 views or whatever. But with this particular article, I find it odd that I have less than half that on both people, well, practically a third of that with people reached and not even 25 people have viewed it so far. seems like an abnormally small number. It makes me wonder if... uh, Facebook is doing its best to silence any sort of dissent on the narrative of the subject. Well, of course. I mean, you, you're never going to escape that label regardless because you've already hung with the devil, so to speak. So right. you're, you're forever going to be shadow banned. And when you say something or you present something, especially when you announce you're going to go live on it and go on the air, I mean, yes, obviously they're fearful of breaking the narrative. So therefore you got to, you have to do the shadow banning. You have to. That's what they did to you, guaranteed. Yeah, it, it definitely seems that way because the numbers I'm getting right now are de- like alarmingly low. And uh, it, it well, very rarely happens. I mean, if I have a really bad subject, I can understand it, but I don't think that this is exactly a, a, a subject matter that people aren't interested in. It's just one of those observations I made when I went online today and looked up my numbers. I was like, wow, these are ridiculously low numbers. Even, you know, even on Twitter, I usually get, I at least get the amount of, just on Twitter alone, I'll get the interactions that I'm getting for everything total normally. But uh, it, it's, it, there has to be something, you know, another example of Facebook keeping people quiet and uh, censoring people wherever they can. Well, it's, it's, it falls in place perfectly because I, I won't get into the technicality. The technicalities of it all? Is that the word I'm looking for, maybe? I don't know. The technical aspect. But believe me, um, I went above and beyond to make sure that we had no technical issues on my side today for doing my back-end producing side of it, and we were totally fine. Fine as of 20 minutes before the show even launched. And, of course, like clockwork, we run into our issues of 
difficulties, if you will, on Blog Talk. So it, it honestly falls hand in hand. The same thing happened with the show with Carrie as well. So it's the same difference. And as we know, the kill shot during the big show, right. this is what happened. And I don't, in no way will I will ever believe that this is in a coordinated effort. So I'm totally with you there. Now, as far as what you were saying before about the years of effort, that I've only been doing this for about, uh, let's see, I started in 2018. So about two and a half years, well, two years roughly, I'd say, I've been doing this. I actually started back in January. I was doing some work for a gentleman by the name of Michael Howell. He had his own webpage. Actually, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be doing this at all. Of course, me and Michael, we we parted ways. We kind of had our own disagreements. But uh, if it wasn't for him, I would have never gotten interested in writing. And basically, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gotten interested in even doing the podcast. So I wouldn't be here without the help of you and Michael Hall. So I want to give both of you a shout out that I actually appreciate it. Michael, even though we're not talking anymore, I don't forget what you did for me. And uh, I want, you know, despite our differences, thank you. Well, and Dan, cool. thank you, too. I mean, if it wasn't for you pushing me forward to try and get this done, showing me how to do these things online, help me get over some of my hangups, I want to be a... Uh, I'm going to be doing this podcast right now. So thank you very much also. Hey, man. Believe me, it's it's long overdue. And by the way, the mic sounds good. So as right. as the <laughs> as as the guy who has to be logged in and can't use my own mic or my own headphones and has resorted to calling into my own system here, I, I can say that, you know, you're having clear sailing as far as audio goes, which is a huge plus. But uh, I knew you'd be good at this, and I'm happy to see it come to life finally. And I know yeah, it's going to get better. You kind of hit on the thing before about citizen journalism also, that we, we can't trust the media to, uh, to provide us with accurate information. That is one of the main reasons why I started this. As I said, I don't consider myself a journalist yet, but uh, if you go out looking, and anyone can do what I'm doing right now. It just takes some time and dedication. You've got to be willing to look at sources that you wouldn't normally look at. I mean, I hate reading CNN articles. I hate reading Fox articles. I, I, you know, I used to always look at some of these non-reputable sites and try and delve information from them. But then I had to start going back and linking things with, you know, information that other people can confirm and, and access. Cause I, you get a lot of, Oh, well, this site's not trustworthy. This site's not trustworthy. So you have to go through about, uh, I mean, even a small article, I would say I spend about a day and a half to two days just sifting through various articles to find the information I put out there. It's not easy. And I think that's done by design. I mean, we talk about, you know, media gives us this, this information you have to sift, literally sift through 100 plus articles minimum to get even a, a decent picture of what's going on. I mean, I, I don't know your process for when you do these things, Dan, but I imagine you go through tons of tons and tons of information just to find one grain of truth to it all. Un, unfortunately, yes. I mean, throughout the years, I, I think I come from a unique background and much like you could speak to. I mean, coming from the activism world and getting to live it on the ground and go out and hold rallies and watch the manipulation of the media and the, and the mis, mistruth, I guess you could say, thrown at, as, thrown at us, you know, thrown against us and the lies and the publications of slander and all those things. You obviously become not callous to it, but aware of what's going on a lot quicker. And then when delving into this world really in 2009 with the radio show and going online and then trying to do an audio version of, you know, I, I actually love writing. Writing is a passion of mine and it's something that I don't claim to be fantastic at, but I'd say I have a knack for, but I decided to take, take that and 
in the audio way, you know, put, put this forum out there. And unfortunately, I mean, I, I find just about 99% of all media untrustworthy, but in the cascade of lies that they'll tell in the propaganda, you could find that one grain of truth. And then that one grain of truth will break from a little word or one, a single word or a single sentence in another propagandist media outlet. And then you start putting all these grains together, you know, you, you piece it together like a puzzle. And you kind of have to. You have to do your due diligence. You have to. I don't like reading CNN. I don't like reading Newsweek. I don't like reading New York Times. I don't like reading Fox. I don't like reading any of it. But you have to in order to know all aspects of it. You could quickly see when the talking points come out and when they're all on the same narrative. That is easily dispelled. And then you kind of have free reign to just dive in and attack all aspects, all sides of it. But when you start having similarities, but differences per article, that's when it gets interesting. And that's when you look deeper and that's where right. I start finding the, that, the that's hidden when you truth. know you're on the right track when you start finding similar, but inconsistent, you know, the small inconsistencies to go with the similarities. That's when you know Correct. you're looking in the right direction. That that's usually how I wind up doing this too. It's, it's the only way to do it right. And I don't think a lot of people understand that aspect. And it's, you know, it's to my own, it's my own fault for not really putting it out there, just the level of, you know, what's actually done with a lot of the stories we talk about in any of our radio shows. But, you know, it, you have to do it that way. You know, I'm not going to speak about something that I haven't read, you know, 17 variations of. Even if it's the same thing, I'm going to read it and at least put the time and effort in. You, and you have to. You have to. In order to be, be an honest arbitrator, again, you have to put the time and effort in. And it's not easy to do. Who has the time? But it's worth it for the overall good. It's worth it. All right. Um, in the future, I'm going to ask to probably schedule out some of the show because we're going a little bit faster than I want. I think we might just wrap this up after one hour, Dan, but people are expecting two hours. I apologize. And I'll work harder on the show for the next one. But before we wrap this up, the one question that I have is regardless of what the, uh, the end result of this case is, if it goes to trial, it's dismissed. It goes to trial, they're found innocent. It goes to trial, they're found guilty of manslaughter. It goes to trial, they're found guilty of murder. What do you think their media reaction is going to be regardless? It's, it's obvious. It's apparent. I mean, no matter what they do, it'll either A, never be enough, B, it was misjustice, uh, C, I mean, it just goes down the whole alphabet, if you will, of options. But no matter what, it's going to lead to a resulted or a wanted result of riots, looting, um, threats, violence of any sort. That's what they need. That's what they want. We need to have that broken narrative that it can go, it could be interpreted by anybody and everyone who's, who's paying attention. And no matter the color of the law or not, that is irrelevant. The only court that matters is a court of public opinion in their eyes. No matter how right or wrong that may be, that's all they care about. They, the media doesn't care about justice for the individual shot. They don't care about justice for the people who did the shooting. They don't care about the, the feelings or the sentiment of the family. They care about getting their conclusion that they need, that they put the work in for. That's all they care about. So if it leads to more hatred towards police, more hatred between white and black, 
more finger pointing to politicians, then they can say at the end of the day that they've done their job. And that's sad, but very true. That's yeah, I tend to agree. I think regardless of what happens, the one thing that's not going to come out is what actually did occur. It's going to be the outrage mm-hmm. that they push to uh, keep people further at each other's throats. Even if these guys get completely exonerated, do you think the media is going to go run with that story? No, of course not. They're going no. to say, oh, the white system, again, punishes the black, black man. Even, you know, even though the guy could be completely, the guys could be completely saying, I doubt they are. I'm just saying, if it comes to that, you're not going to hear that in the mainstream media. It's, it's just going to be hatred, 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 keep being angry, do more protests. And uh, as long as people keep giving into it without doing the research, without looking into it, without taking the time to think and ask questions, the media has already won. It's like I say before, exactly. Daniel, when we get the exit music, I'm still here. Did I lose you? Go ahead. Okay. Nope, I'm going to get the exit music, too, because I'm sure you'll be able to figure out where I'm going to tell you to end, end the show at. With this, the media treats <laughs> us like we're kids. And as I said in the article, the media loves to be the judge and the jury and wants the people to become the ex- executioner. On that note, my friends, this is the Uncensored Truth. Thank you very much for listening. You have a good night. Thank you, Mike. Congrats on the first show. At Speedway, we've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now, any Speedy Freeze up to Mighty Size is just 99 cents. That's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.